The following program is paid for by the partners and viewers of the Life of Faith broadcast. Hello, this is Dr. Fry, and I want to thank you for taking the time to view today's broadcast. It is an honor and privilege to be able to come into your homes each and every week through the means of television and minister to you the living word of God. Today, I'm going to continue the series of lessons entitled Kingdom Realities, Finding Out Who You Are in Christ. I'm already receiving letters and emails and Facebook posts about how this lesson has impacted people's lives. And I'm sure today's lesson will do the same. So stay tuned, enjoy the lesson, and I'll return afterwards to share some exciting information with you. So be blessed. And so Colossians 1.13 reads this way. It says, Who has delivered us from the power of darkness and has translated us into the kingdom of his dear son? So as born-again believers, and I know you've heard this before, we are now in the kingdom of God. And so then the kingdom reality, number one, that we mentioned to you on last week is that we enter the kingdom of God through salvation. We enter the kingdom of God through salvation. So those of us who are already saved, we're already in the kingdom. Those of us who are yet to be saved uh, will enter into the kingdom through the salvation experience. Uh, we only can come into the kingdom through being born again. Jesus said to Nicodemus, he says, Unless a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. And then it says a man must be born of spirit in order to enter into the kingdom of God. And so we're not a part of the kingdom just because you attend church. You're a part of the kingdom because you're born again. Amen. That you've given your heart and your life uh, to the Lord Jesus Christ. Then we said kingdom reality number two was once born again, you become a new creation in Christ Jesus. Once born again, you become a new creation in Christ Jesus. Or in other words, you've been restored to the original state. Okay? Now go to Genesis 1. Let's take a, a, a recap on this because this is important that you get this down. Praise God. Because you've got to understand your origin. Okay? Because a lot of times we go around, where are you from? I'm, I'm from, you know, Charlottesville. I'm from New York. I'm from uh, Los Angeles, or I'm from, you know, Orange. <laughs> Why y'all laugh at Orange? Y'all ain't laugh at Charlottesville. You ain't laugh at New York or L.A. Why you got to laugh at Orange? Can anything good come out of Orange? Yes, indeed. <laughs> what? So, and, and again, you, you, you ask those questions, and, and you, you low normally respond by where you're from, you know, geographically. Or, you know, you begin to announce or, or talk about your parents. But in reality, we have to get to the place where we really understand where our true origin is, and that is from God himself. 
Every human being is a creation of God. Every human being is not yet a child of God, but every human being is a creation of God. And so if you, uh, just by your mere existence, your origin is traced back to God himself. And so you have heavenly roots. And you have your, your origin beginning with God himself. You're hearing this? Now, over in Genesis chapter number 1, verse 26. Say, I'm there if you're there, please. Okay, Genesis 1 and 26 reads this way. Uh, praise the Lord. It says here, And God said, Let us make man in our image, after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over, all, over every creeping thing, that creeps upon the earth. Then it says, so God created man in his image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. Verse 27 says that we've been created in God's image. Meaning that, that doesn't mean that we look like God. It means that we have his nature, his characteristics, okay? So just like, uh, you know, in our own natural life, if you uh, begin to examine, especially when we uh, begin to get older and up in age some, it seems like some of the character traits and some of the nature of our parents begins to show up more. Anybody recognize that before? Praise the Lord. All right. Some of us like that. Some of us, you know, are trying to work against that. Why? Because because of the connection through DNA, there are some things that just end your life innately. I mean, you don't try to do it. It's just a part of you. You follow what I'm saying? Uh, like uh, our, our, our daughter, uh, when she, uh, in certain postures and positions, she does something with her feet. And uh, Dr. Wendy will look at her feet and it's like, <laughs> you, your daddy's child. Because, <laughs> because I, have, I do the same thing and sometimes with my feet. And so I, nobody, I mean, she's four months old. Nobody has taught her that. That's just innately in her. Why? Because her nature comes from us. And so the same thing as it relates to God, because we were created from God or God created us, there's God's nature innately on the inside of us. We have, the, we have God characteristic, characteristics already in us. And we have to recognize that in order to develop that because we want to be, um, uh, be more uh, masterful in uh, duplicating God's characteristic than the world's characteristic. Y'all hear what I'm saying? And so the scripture says that we were created in the image and likeness of God. Now, I want to read this to you out of the uh, message translation. It says, God spoke, let us make human beings in our image, make them reflecting our nature so that they can be responsible for the fish of the sea, the birds of the air, the cattle, and yes, earth itself, and every animal that moves upon the face of the earth. God created human beings. He created them, listen now, God-like. Reflecting God's nature, he created them male and female. God blessed them, declaring prosper, reproduce, fill the earth, take charge. Be responsible for fish in the sea, birds of the air, and every living thing that moves on the earth. Glory to God. So we, our origin comes from God. And, we're, when, we're, and when we were born, when we were, uh, born into the world, we reflected God's nature, but something happened. Adam, who represented all mankind, fell from the place of uh, being where he originally started. 
And so with that, with that understanding, we now know we need the Savior called Jesus to then restore us back to where God originally created us to be. Y'all understand that? Now, that's where we find ourselves over in 2 Corinthians 5. Go over there with me, please. 2 Corinthians 5, verse number 17. Because if, if Adam had not fallen, we would have never uh, been outside of the God characteristics. We would have remained how God created us to be from the very beginning. But because of that, uh, we fell out of that uh, position. And, but there's good news. Jesus came, took our place, died, paid for our sins, paid for our unrighteousness. And now those of us who accept Jesus, glory to God, we're restored back to our original state. You hearing this? Now, 2 Corinthians 5, 17 reads this way. If any man, right, that means nobody's excluded. If any man be in what? Christ. He is a what? New creation. New creature or new creation. Old things are what? Passed away. All things have become new. Now, what does that mean? It means that once you're born again, your spirit man, who's the real part of you, was recreated. Because man is a spirit, man has a soul, and man lives in the body. So the real you is not the you that's sitting on that chair. You know what's sitting on that chair? Your house. Your body. But your spirit man is located on the inside of your body, and that's the real you. That's the part of you that's going to live forever. So no matter if your body ceases to exist here on earth, you're, you still live. You just live in another place. All right. So now at the born again experience that that your spirit, which was dead to God at one time, now becomes recreated and becomes alive to God. What happens? The nature that came from Adam's fall, that sinful nature that was on the inside of you is now removed from you. And then God's original nature is now placed back in you, but with Holy Spirit. So now at the born again experience. All that sinful stuff, all that sinful nature, all those sinful characteristics is now gone. Oh, y'all don't hear me today. I say it's gone. And what comes in? A nature of God. And so now I'm restored back to my original state where God says, let them have dominion. Let them have uh, glory to God. Bless them and let them multiply and all that kind of stuff. Y'all follow what I'm saying? I'm in that position. But because... I was so acquainted with my sinful nature, I got in habits that was developed because of the wrong nature. So even though my spirit is now alive to God, I may end up doing the same things I used to do because that's what I'm used to doing. Tell your neighbor, say, for a while, though, for a while. Come on, tell them for a while. Y'all got this? So now, but I wanna, what I want you to understand here is that uh, this point number two is that um, once born again, we become a new creation in Christ. Now we are restored back to God's original state. I am now exactly how God wanted me to be from the beginning. In his image, after his likeness. And now God can make me again responsible for having dominion in the earth. Woo, glory to God. Are y'all hearing this? So that moves us into our kingdom reality point number three. All right. Kingdom reality point number three is 
We are the righteousness of God. We are the righteousness of God. So I enter into the kingdom through what? Salvation. Once I'm in born again, I become a new creation in Christ, restored to original state. And also I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Okay, let's stay in 2 Corinthians now. Let's stay in 2 Corinthians, and let's move down a, a, a few verses. Okay, jump over to verse number 20 of 2 Corinthians uh, chapter number 5. Okay, if you're born again today, while you're turning, shout with me. Say, I am, I am a, new a new creation in Christ Jesus. In Christ Jesus. See, you don't have to, oh, I'm, I'm, getting a hit, I'm getting a hit of myself, but I'll go ahead and say it. You don't have to act like you used to act. Come on, how many preach to your neighbor? Say, neighbor, you don't have to act like you used to act. Come on now, you don't. Now tell your other neighbor, say, you don't have to keep acting like you're acting now. Come on, tell them. <laughs> we talking about used to act. Some, oh, glory to God. Okay, praise the Lord. <laughs> Some of that might be present tense. But see, the good news is you don't have to. If that old nature is gone, then you don't have to duplicate that old nature in your actions. But you know, it's just old ass. You know, you can say, you can take a country boy out the country, but sometimes you can't get the country out of the country boy. So no matter, you put him, you put him in a metropolitan city, millions of people in the metropolitan city, he live in a high-rise condo, and out his window, he got a little flower box, he growing beans. Why are you growing beans in a metropolitan city in a high-rise condo out your window? That's what we did in the country. You can change his location, but if you don't work on his nature, he'll be country all his life. And then you bring a city person out of the city, put him in the country, they can't, they can't stand having no gravel driveway. Their driveway going to be concrete. She's like, yes. Their house is going to look like a, a, a row house in the midst of, you know, country folk. And you're going to ride by and go like, something's different about that family right there. It's because their nature was different, and they didn't change their nature when they changed their location. But see, us, those of us who are in the body of Christ, we got to recognize that once you're now in the kingdom of God, you got to let your new nature come out. Because you can't continue to be like, or you shouldn't continue to be like your old nature when you're in the new kingdom. You hear what I'm saying? All right, verse number 20, 2 Corinthians 5. 2 Corinthians 5, verse number 20 says, Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ. Now notice we're now all just continuing from the, from the fact that we're a new creation in Christ, right? It says, now then we are ambassadors for Christ. As though God did beseech you by us, we pray you in Christ that be ye reconciled to God. For he hath made him, him Jesus, to be sin for us who knew no sin. Check this out. That we might be made, what? We might be made what? The righteousness of God in him. In who? In Jesus. So because we're in Christ, 517, and we become a new creation, 517, we now are ambassadors, 520, and then we are made the righteousness of God, 521. You hear what I'm saying? 
So, and so once you're born again, not only are you a new creation, you are also the righteousness of God in him. Y'all hear what I'm saying? Now, I have, a, I have a lot of definitions of what righteousness is. Uh, I'll, I'll give you one or two. But really, to understand righteousness, this is what you got to understand about righteousness. When you become the righteousness of God, you become the rightness of God. Did y'all get that? You become the rightness of God. Or in other words, just as plain as can be, you become right with God. So, if you, so we don't have to go into any deep explanation or any deep definition of what righteousness is. What righteousness simply means is that now that you are born again, you are now right with God. And I don't know about you, that's astounding news. Because before, evidently, if I, have, if I get my righteousness through my born again experience, that means before I was born again, I wasn't right with God. But through the born again experience, I become right with him. Now, being right with him should be more important to you than being right with anybody else. But notice how we do sometimes. Sometimes we do cartwheels, backwards flips, we'll roll over, we'll do the windmill, break dancing. Come on, talk to me. We'll do all those things to get somebody or to be right with somebody. We'll jump through hoops. We'll jump over hurdles. We'll, we'll bend over backwards. We'll do everything we can do to be right with a person. But in reality, we, are, we should be right with God or we should want to be right with God above all others. But I love it because you don't have to jump through hoops to be right with God. You don't have to bend over backwards to be right with God. You don't have to please everybody to be right with God. All you got to do is receive his son, Jesus. And when you receive his son, Jesus, and that old nature leaves and that new nature comes in, what comes with it is the righteousness of God. And I become right with God right then and there. Are y'all hearing this? So now I don't have to get it right to be right. Because you hear people all the time, you know, you invite them to church and it's like, well, I got to work on some things. No, that's why I want you to come to church. I want you to come to church because I know you got to work on some things because I was at that place in my life. I had to work on some things and I submitted my life to the word and hearing the word in church. And it helped me in my life. And I began to change. And I, and I know that's where you are. So come on just as you are. Come right on in here with all your stuff, your baggage, your luggage, whatever. You, put it on the cart if you need to. Bring it on up in here. Because Spirit of God got some bellmen that's going to take some of that bag off your car for you. Glory to God. Ain't going to check that, those bags in hell and close the door. Bam. And it, you ain't going to need them no more. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? But see, if you have this mindset, I got to get it right. I got to get it right. I got to get it right before I get No, 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 no. Come right now. Come right now. Bring it, bring it. There's nothing that you're dealing with is too hard for God. And God don't get nervous because of your lifestyle. He didn't seen it all. <laughs> and hadn't run scared yet. Come on, talk to me. <laughs> Glory to God. Everybody say right with God. Now go to Romans 1 now. Romans, yeah, we are now right with God. That's a kingdom reality. God is not mad at you. He is not disappointed with you. He is not against you. 
You are right with him. So when your name comes up, God said, that's my child. Tell me what's going on with my child. Tell me how I can help my child. Come on now. He'd never leave you, no forsake you. And there's, you know, you can, you can be the craziest that you can ever be, but God, God still, if you're born again, God still got your back. Amen. And see, that's tough for, it's tough for religious people to understand. Because re- religious people are trying to be perfect. No, God just wants you to have a relationship. Because if you hang out with God long enough, you'll start acting like him. Oh, uh, come on now. I said, come on now. You know how you do. You start acting like your friends when you hang out with them all the time. Don't you? Yeah. They get you to try stuff you ain't never thought you was going to try. Go on, try it. It's good. Okay, if you say so. And you're going to try to end up liking it now. Now you got something in common. And you start acting like people you hang, out, you hang around with. Come on. That's why environment is so important. Because stuff jump off on your environments. Who you associate with, that stuff will get on you. Amen. Amen. Same thing with God. If you hang out with God long enough, you'll start looking like him. You'll start acting like him. You'll start being like him. But religion says you got to get it all together. If you make one mistake, you're out. No, God says, no, if you make a mistake, come on back and try again. Amen. I said, Amen. Romans 1.17, check this out. What does righteousness mean? Come on, talk to me. I gave you, I gave you an easy one. What does righteousness mean? Righteous Say it one more time. Righteous God. So if you're born again, what are you? God. What? Righteous God. So that, that, ought, that ought to encourage some of you there because some of you thought some of the stuff you're going, going through in your life was because God is against you. If it's bad, it's not God. God is trying to speak to you through somebody to get you to do something different so you can see something different. He's not against you. He's for you. He said, the Lord is mindful of us. Psalm 115, he will bless us. He blessed the house of Aaron, blessed the house of Israel, blessed them that are small and great. The Lord shall increase you more and more. <laughs> you and your children. What? Jeremiah, these are the thoughts that I have towards you, said God. Thoughts of good and thought, not of evil. Thoughts of peace so you can have what? And expect it in. Who's against you? Nobody's against you. What the enemy himself. You're right with God. Amen. So those failures wasn't God's fault. Those shortcomings wasn't God's fault. He was with you. He's for you the entire time. We just have an enemy that's out there to try to trip us up, get us distracted, get us to believe something that we're not really. Come on, he'll do stuff and then blame it on God or have you blame it on God. And now you can't experience your rightness with God because you think God is against you. No, God is not against you. He's for you. And if God be for you, who can be against you? Woo, glory to God. Bring it, bring it, bring it. Or Romans 1.16. Come on, let's, let's, let's stay focused. Ooh, Jesus. What I say? Go with the 16. I take all my lesson. <laughs> ah, glory to God. Y'all at 116? 
It says, for I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. Don't you ever be ashamed of your relationship with Jesus. 17, for therein is the what? Righteousness of God or being right with God. Notice this is revealed from faith to faith as it is written. The just shall live by what faith. What is saying is our right standing with God is revealed by faith. Why is it? Why is it revealed by faith? It's revealed revealed by faith because sometimes we don't feel right with God. There are some days that we don't feel like we are a new creation in Christ. But see, faith has nothing to do with feeling. Faith has to do with the truth of God's word, what he has promised, what he has said, and, what, and, and, uh, and, and the promise behind it. So it's not based upon how I feel. It's based upon what he said. Because when we make mistakes, when we miss the mark, when we sin, uh, sometimes condemnation tries to creep in. And make us feel like, okay, we are now no longer right with God. But see, that's a ploy of the enemy playing on your emotions to get you being distracted from the truth that you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. But I have to believe that in spite of how I feel. Y'all hear what I'm saying? I got I to gotta choose to believe without any sense where I'm evidence. It may not look like it. It may not feel like it. But I am. Praise the Lord. I pray that you enjoy today's lesson on kingdom realities, finding out who you are in Christ. I believe the enemy has done a good job deceiving God's people and preventing them to see their true identity in Christ. Through this lesson, I'm endeavoring to show you from the word of God who you are in Christ. You have authority. You have dominion. You are a child of the living God. And it's, in time, it's time for us to embrace that identity and walk it out as the word says so. Now, I was not able to put the entire lesson on today's broadcast because of time restraints. But you can get this six CD set or the six DVD set for your own faith library. The price is at the bottom of your screen. Call now, write us now, go onto our website and get this series in your faith library because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Now, before I let you go. I do want to encourage you to consider partnering with us as a life of faith partner. It means a lot to me for you to support this broadcast because it will let me know that you are receiving from it and also will enable us to reach others just like you through this television outreach. So the announcer is going to come behind me in just a moment or so to give you more information about the life of faith partnership. And I look forward to hearing from each and every one of you to link up and connect with me to help take this gospel all around the world through television and missions. Until next time, continue to live the life of faith. God bless you. Become a Life of Faith partner today. Your financial support of $20 per month will assist Dr. Fry with taking the gospel around the world through television and missions. As a Life of Faith partner, you will receive early registration privileges for all conferences and events hosted by FCCI a product discount on all purchases through our online bookstore, and free monthly teachings to strengthen your faith. Log on to www.fccintl.org or call 877-342-4193 as operators are standing by.
and become a Life of Faith partner today. You've been watching the Life of Faith broadcast with Dr. Wayne A. Fry. We pray that your faith has been strengthened and your heart encouraged by the Word of God. This broadcast can be viewed 24-7 at no charge at www.fccintl.org. Join with us next time on this station for another life-changing message with Dr. Wayne A. Fry.